So today we're going to start uh, session 72. This was Law of One session 72, received October 14, 1981. Again, nearly exactly uh, 35 years ago. And this is uh, an interesting session deepening the teaching further about psychic greeting, uh, law of free will, law of confusion, magic, and how positive negative entities do magic and what magic is in terms of the seven chakras, but particularly different levels of energy. There's physical, vital, mental. Rod had talked about spiritual, uh, sexual energy, spiritual energy. So the different energy complexes, right? Body complex being related to sexual and physical energy levels. The mind complex energy related to also vital energy, and that's also related to spirit. So it'll probably take us a couple of sessions to finish session 72. Let's start the initial greeting. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator we communicate now. And as always, Don asks about Carla. Could you first give me an indication of the instrument's condition, please? Ra said, this instrument's physical energy distortions are as previously stated. The vital energy level has become distorted from normal levels somewhat downward due to the distortion in this instrument's mind complex activity that it has been responsible for the, shall we say, difficulties in achieving the appropriate configuration for this contact. And so again, a distinction between physical and vital energies, uh, the vital level, which is very much associated with will and sixth chakra, or is a unified first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra, or sixth chakra uh, integration, is somewhat down due to, you can see, a change in mind. So distortion in mind, like self-blame, which seems to be what Ra's referring to, that she, Carla, instrument feeling or um, for her distortion or belief that she's been responsible or she's to blame for not achieving appropriate configuration for the contact. So she got into self-blaming, it seems, and certainly distortions in mind affect vital energy and freedom from distortion in mind also leads to greater vital energy so think of certain zen masters in china or japan that are really dynamos like lin chi um, full of vital energy very clear very present very awake and alert um with not much uh with with no self-conflict really and not making uh, distortion in mind. So the less the, the less we make distortion in mind, the greater vital energy becomes. I guess there are certain limits to that, and the more we're confused and self-conflicted, um, the the greater devitalization or the lesser our access to vital energy, which includes also again appreciation of beauty or appreciation of life as a whole. Um, vital energy is really critical. Uh, French term elan vital, uh, vital force, like prana, it's intelligent energy actually, and that's why it's a sixth chakra, or mind body spirit unified or com synthesized mind body spirit complex or complexes output or product vital energy, uh, very much touches um, very very much associated with intelligent energy, which has its access point or gateway uh, at one level being six chakra. So vital force, vitality is in some ways also expressed as enthusiasm for life. Uh, joie de vivre, joy of life, or um, a certain kind of um, sensitivity, appetite, hunger, but it's not a pain hunger, it's sort of a, um, a spiritual receptivity. Very much akin to fourth chakra. Uh, phenomenal at receptivity, but vital force uh, is 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 in many ways um, related to the degree of uh, unity one realizes. Greater the realization of unity, 
freedom from distortion, uh, the greater access to vital force or intelligent energy. 72.2, Don asks, was the banishing ritual that we performed of any effect in purifying the place of working and screening from influences that we do not wish? Ross said, this is quite correct. So their ritual was successful or effective to purify the place and screening negative influences. Um, and a purified place, like where you live, uh, does um, improve um, the metaphysical atmosphere in which uh, light or dark may occur. And so there's some saying that the, the angels like uh, clean surfaces. <laughs> the angels draw near where there, where, where there is cleanliness uh, rather than dirt and muddy because of its um, radiant properties. You know, when things are clean, they're more reflective. They're more shiny, clean and shiny. That clean and shiny is a, a light reflectivity. Um, there is a link to the angelics and positive entities in general with that. Now, that doesn't mean that, that negative entities come to dirty places always or necessarily, but there is a correlation between clean and uh, positivity, um, appreciation of the of the light of God, you can say, versus dirty, messy, uh, dusty, and um, the lack of such light, including metaphysical. So, we go on. Don asks further, can you tell me what I can do to improve the effectiveness of the ritual? Ross said, no. And you see the same kind of very terse answer in 72.4. Don asks, can you tell me what caused the instrument to become in a condition toward unconsciousness during the last two meditations prior to this one to such an extent that we discontinued them, meaning the meditations? Ross said, we can. <laughs> Uh, and then Don asks, would you please tell me that? And Ra gives a long answer at 725. Uh, this is the maturation of student-disciple uh, relations and communication. The relationship has matured by session 72 from where it was in the early days. That's the way it should be. And the as the student develops, like Don as Don and LNL as the student of Ra, um, the teacher expects more from the student. Uh, from he who has much, much is expected, to he who has much, much is given. So to he who has much, meaning the one that works much, gets much. And from them, much is expected by, you know, the higher forces that are uh, supporting or teaching or helping. That's just the law. And so uh, development along the path brings greater responsibility and greater blessing, um, and, and that blessing is not simply a reward, um, it's simply the effect of the person um, who's seeking more consistently. Ra had said at some point that the strength of the inner light equals the strength of the desire to seek that light. Very crucial statement, I, I felt. That, so the strength of one's inner light is proportional or really is no different than the strength of the seeking for that light. The seeking of light means ultimately the seeking of six-ray activation, intelligent energy, light as the basis of energy. Seeking light includes seeking love because the nature of light is love. And so none come to the Father but through the Son. None come, no, no one opens or activates six chakra fully without love too, love and wisdom, four or five. So uh, the strength of the seeking of the light um, is the strength of the inner light. And the one that, that like, you know, here we are done in, in session 72, um, with a great um, foundation having been earned and, and achieved by Don and L&L, &L, and therefore the teacher um, is, you know, expects, expects more, uh, not in a demanding way, but... Um, you know, uh, acknowledging the the work that's been done and the further work that can be done, and in some ways, I guess we can say expecting, but and not demanding, because Don could pull out at any time, and Ra would say, "Okay, 
but the the maturation of seeking and the maturation of the uh, teacher-student relationship is an important dynamic to consider and that's what it looks like to me by the um, nature of Ra's responses here and Don asks in 72.5 could you would you please tell me that meaning how to uh, improve how to or it's actually not about the ritual but what happened to Carla where she became unconscious in the last two meditations Ra explains the entity which greets this instrument from the Orion group first attempted to cause the mind-body-spirit complex, which you may call spirit, to leave the physical complex of yellow ray in the deluded belief that it was preparing for the raw contact. You are familiar with this tactic and its consequences. It was soul-snatching, we can say. The instrument, with no pause, upon feeling this greeting, called for the grounding within the physical complex by requesting that the hand be held. Thus, the greatest aim of the Orion entity was not achieved. However, it discovered that those present in the room were not capable of distinguishing between unconsciousness with the mind-body-spirit with the mind-body-spirit intact, and the trance state in which the mind-body-spirit complex is not present. Therefore, it, the negative entity, it applied the fullest extent to the fullest extent the greeting which causes the dizziness, and in meditation without protection caused in this instrument, simple unconsciousness, as in what you would call fainting or vertigo. The Orion entity consequently used this tactic to stop the raw contact from having the opportunity to be accomplished. Now, I guess this actually was uh, the last two meditations that were preparatory to a raw contact. I, I don't know if this is Meditation, group meditations outside the raw contact ritual or the raw contact um, uh, project and program and activity. It may have been two meditations in their group where they did meditation together and that was where the Orion entity wished to um, greet Carla or cause her to leave her body in the deluded belief preparing for raw, sort of mimic the raw contact outside the parameters of the, the ritual and the, the preparation for the real contact. I guess it's not in a raw contact situation. Uh, and lure her away to negative 5D, 5D negative time space. That's the tactic and its consequences. But, uh, in this, I guess this was in a night, maybe a Sunday night meditation, Carla recognizing that there was almost like a calling internally to uh, of encouraging her to prepare to call Ra or encouraging her to go out of body. She recognized that she felt the greeting, the negative entity greeting, which was sort of faking to be Ra or encouraging her to call Ra without protection. She called for grounding in the body and having her hand held, which Ra had recommended before, because of that, she couldn't be lured out of body uh, to, uh, you know, be taken or sort of kidnapped by the Orion entity to negative higher dimension. Uh, but the Orion entity recognized that those present—I guess it isn't—it's it, the other people sitting in the group—couldn't, didn't know the difference between. Um, simple unconsciousness with what Ra said, mind-body-spirit complex, mind-body-spirit intact versus trance state in which mind-body-spirit complex isn't present. Uh, this is These are very fine distinctions here. Uh, without getting into details, some of which I don't understand, uh, Ra is equating trance state with the mind-body-spirit complex no longer present I guess, in the body, or uh, detached in a sense, versus unconsciousness, where mind-body-spirit, and it didn't say raw body, raw didn't say mind-body-spirit complex, but mind-body-spirit is intact. It's hard to say how mind-body-spirit could be no longer intact. Intact doesn't seem to be the opposite of not present. But, you see, <laughs> it, you know, we, we'd have to question further with the words,
but certainly simple unconsciousness is quite different than trance. In trance, there is a dissociation or a um, detaching or a movement out of body of what could be called mind-body-spirit complex, but obviously in the body of mind-body-spirit complex, we're talking about the non-physical energy fields associated with the yellow ray body, because obviously the body is still present, but the beingness is uh, detached in the sense in trance. And that's why it's dangerous to do channeling. And um, I, I would believe that actually a lot of naive channels, uh, New Agey folks, have harmed themselves metaphysically in ways they don't realize by the giving up of self to whoever they think is on the other side, which they generally don't know, other than uh, hearing a voice in their mind and saying, oh, that's the entity that, I, that talks through me. Uh, I do not recommend uh, trans-channeling at all, even though, uh, you know, we're depending on the product of trans-channeling and reading the raw material. But uh, this is the reason that she went into unconsciousness. The Orion entity still got what it could, which what it was, was... Um, is stopping the raw contact from having an opportunity to be accomplished, meaning preventing a raw contact from occurring, it may be that because of this unconsciousness they postponed the raw sessions. It may be that, that she was going to tap into... That, that somehow what happened with this unconsciousness twice uh, delayed the next raw session. But the negative entity caused the dizziness uh, and... Uh, she was and, and in in meditation without protection it's not that meditation always requires protection but meditation when there's this calling for another entity or a willing of the self outside to go out of body for service or seeking uh, there is danger if the person doesn't know protection uh, those who are adept in uh, out-of-body experience out-of-body travel know they, they have been taught correct protective ritual. And there are many. Uh, it's not the ritual that does it, but the metaphysical work or con reconfiguration that achieves protection. But it's not a little matter. And, um, you know, one shouldn't play with um, trance or channeling or going out of body. But, you know, do what you like. <laughs> but there is danger. So, going further about psychic greeting, Don follows up, 72.6, and asks, The instrument has scheduled an operation on her hand next month. If a general anesthetic is used to create the unconscious state, will this or any other parameters of the operation allow for any inroads by the Orion entities? So, very serious question uh, regarding the, the vulnerability that she may have while under general anesthetic in unconscious state during the operation for her hand you can see that her health issues were well underway even 35 years ago Ross said it is extremely improbable due to the necessity for the intention of the mind-body-spirit complex when departing the yellow ray physical complex to be serving the creator in the most specific fashion the attitude of one approaching such an experience as you describe, meaning operation, would not be approaching the unconscious state with such an attitude. So intention matters. Intention is determinative or determines. Intention determines uh, the metaphysical field. And so a uh, Buddhist teacher from Sri Lanka says, uh, intention is kama. Yes, that's true. So the nature of uh, one's mindset or what one is intending very much determines both um, the nature of karma caused, but in this case, the nature of the metaphysical configuration uh, while unconscious. So what, what is critical for uh, opening her to vulnerability or making vulnerability to some kind of Orion inroad in her case, but in general, I would say not only in her case in specific, but in her case in a very particular heightened way, but in anyone's case or for everyone, when the intention is serving the Creator in the most specific fashion or doing spiritual work, 
You know, this whole serve, this whole term of serving the creator, I think is is um, subpar languaging, meaning it's just confusing, right? Taking a bath and feeling wonderful is service to other. Yeah, technically, meaning positively oriented um, activity or spiritual work or, uh, you know, in the case of self-love, taking care of body-mind uh, alone would be called service to other, positive path. Going out of body, seeking knowledge or seeking contact with extraterrestrial or seeking contact with guides and teachers or trying to learn or something would be called serving the creator. Now, it's not like one goes out of body. The literal meaning, obviously, uh, has to be uh, reconstructed, deconstructed and reformed. Serving the Creator, in a way, everything we do is serving the Creator, Rahat said. Of course, all is the Creator. So all activity, uh, which could be called service. You see, this, this is where it really has to be uh, reassembled or... or de-unpacked de, um, the notion. Service, uh, the two paths of service, are really polarized, uh, or represent two polarity or a polarity of intention. Intentional, pol moral intentional polarity or polarized moral intention. The two paths are the paths of polarized moral intention, which lead to polarized moral speech and, act, and physical behavior or action. So mind, uh, speech, body, or thought, word, and deed, by thought is ultimately intention. Polarized moral intention is the nature of the two paths. And um, the polarity of intention are the two ways of service to the Creator, although uh, rolling around on the floor could also be called service to the Creator because uh, every activity uh, offers uh, experience to the One or is an experience of the One by the One in, in a particular form in, in the, the, with the limits of human form and consciousness. So uh, I, I bear in mind um, the limits of the language or the phrasing of spiritual path or polarity as service. It's uh, problematic, I think. But because she wouldn't be going into unconscious trance under anesthetic, seeking to serve the Creator, then uh, she's not vulnerable. But of course, one could <laughs> do that with an intention of um, going out of body for learning or something, or service, uh, during getting an anesthetic. So, but intention to leave the body and go out to other dimensions for any kind of spiritual work or learning whatsoever uh, does set up a different metaphysical configuration in which there may be vulnerability. And everybody should bear that in mind. 72.7, Don says, We have here, I believe, a very important principle with respect to the law of one. You have stated that the attitude of the individual is of paramount importance for the Orion entity to be able to be effective. Would you please explain how the dot 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 the, this mechanism works in with respect to the law of one, and why the attitude of the entity is of paramount importance, and why this allows for action by the Orion entity? So this is an exploration of the nature of intentionality as um, determinant or metaphysical uh, configuration um, basis, the basis of a metaphysical configuration which either allows or doesn't allow intervention or, or attack or greeting or something, some action by negative entity. Likewise, you can say that uh, intention and mindset and um, attitude uh, of somebody who's seeking love-light in any way, spiritual development in any way, on a positive way, um, by that mindset may also allow greater contact by positive, higher positive entities. So it, it goes both ways. Ra explains, the law of confusion or free will is utterly paramount in the workings of the infinite creation. That which is intended has as much intensity of attraction to the polar opposite as the intensity of the intention or desire. Thus, those whose desires are shallow 
or transitory experience or transitory experience only ephemeral configurations of what might be called the magical circumstance. There is a turning point, a fulcrum which swings as a mind-body-spirit complex tunes its will to service. If this will and desire is for service to others, positive path, the corresponding polarity will be activated. In the circumstance of this group, there are three such wills acting as one with the instrument in the, shall we say, central position of fidelity to service. This is as it must be for the balance of the working and the continuance of the contact. Our vibratory complex is one-pointed in these workings also, and our will to serve is also of some degree of purity. This has created the attraction of the polar opposite which you experience, the Orion negative entity. We may note that such a configuration of free will, one-pointed in service to others, also has the potential for the alerting of a great mass of light strength. This positive light strength, however, operates also under free will and must be invoked. We could not speak to this and shall not guide you, for the nature of this contact is such that the purity of your free will must, above all things, be preserved. Thus you wend your way through experiences, discovering those biases which may be helpful. And then there was a 30-second pause <laughs> after such a big answer and the next question. Maybe Don was uh, assimilating and integrating. So, a big answer here. The law of free, of free will being the law of confusion in that uh, non-interference, non-infringement non, uh, preserves a relative level, relative configuration of mind confusion. Uh, infringement, which is not the law of free will, but violation of the free, free law of free will may in the positive sense serve to dispel confusion but uh, confusion is uh, the maintenance you know allowing one to have one's own mind state and not to infringe it and allowing one to be confused is ultimately allowing one's dukkha or suffering or stress or dissatisfactoriness as one of the three poisons or the first noble truth the existence of dukkha in Buddhism. Critical, core, first Buddhist teaching, the truth of dukkha, or stress, and then the way the way out of it, or the cause of it, actually. Allowing that is critical for allowing self-impelling, self-driven uh, path. The, the spiritual path is done by oneself, uh, for oneself and for all beings, but um, self heals self, and self uh, seeks and, and transforms, uh, free will preserves the uh, basis of seeking, being dukkha or pain and suffering and confusion that, that is, uh, you know, the primary catalyst or spur that leads beings on to keep seeking and growing. So it's utterly paramount in the workings of the infinite creation in all dimensions and all octaves. And it's also a principle that intention the the intention intended that which is intended or the nature of intention has as much intensity intensity of attraction to the polar opposite meaning positive intention or positive seeking is as attractive to negatively oriented entities of similar strength as the intention of the in, as the intensity of the intention or desire <laughs> that's a strange sentence it really means i think that the 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 moral, the, the, the intensity of moral intention, the intensity, degree, quantity, quality of moral intention, seeking, positive or negative, is as uh, attractive to the polar opposite or beings on the negative path for a positive seeker as, um, as it is um, uh, potent for continued service and development on, on one's own path. It's uh, as attraction to the polar opposite as the intensity of the intention uh, or desire. Okay, so it, it's also that which is intended, meaning what the person is intending, is comparable to the intensity of the intention or desire that uh, directs 
that seeking to a particular object. It's a little strange. So it's uh, the nature of one's desire is uh, meaning that which is intended, meaning desires that are shallow or transitory versus desires that are polarized. And that's how Ra talks about uh, in the next paragraph the contrast between shallow or transitory experience desire, I desiring something that's shallow or transitory. So you can say, oh, Ra so judgmental, they're calling it shallow. Well, there is a difference between shallow and deep. <laughs> There's a difference between transitory and long-lasting. There, there really is. There's a difference between moral intention to, to benefit self and all versus the moral intention to benefit self at the expense of others. So that which is intended, meaning the specific object of intention or desire, has as much intensity of attraction to the polar opposite as the intensity of the mind condition of the desire or intention just itself. So there's intention or desire, and then there is that which is it intends or the nature or the object of, of that intention. So there's intention and then that which it intends pretty esoteric. So there's an intensity of seeking and then there is the object, the, the you know, the, the choice of object of seeking. So there's intense desire or weak desire and then there is high or low or deep or shallow or a long-lasting or transitory object, uh, objects of desire intended or being sought. So when desires are shallow or transitory, in the Gnostic, in the Gnostic language of Greek, that's called the hylic and the psychic. Those that are seeking at the level of body only, those that are seeking mind-body only, are psychic. Those that are seeking body only uh, would be called hylic, materialist. Those that are seeking body-mind only would be called psychic. Uh, in my understanding, uh, those would be called shallow or transitory um, experienced desires uh, because there is something deeper and there is longer lasting or that which is more durable that may be sought. So in the case of those that are working from body in body desiring, body desires or material desires as well as uh, intellectual social or personal ego-based type desires, um, only rarely, they, they experience only ephemeral configurations, rarely transitory or uh, fleeting configurations that are maybe magical. And so, therefore, there is a certain protection from negative attack because they've not, uh, they're, not, they're not configuring magically, metaphysically by the nature of those shallow or transitory desires for experience, body or body-mind only, body-mind social. But then, eventually, there is a turning point or fulcrum. This is the, um, the initiation into moral polarity, self-initiation. The person really decides, well, I value benefit uh, of the whole self and, other, and for others, or I desire only the material and social personal, actually. And so the negative path is very uh, downward pointing, and the spiritual path, positive path, is very upward pointing to unity through love. The negative path is very much associated with material and uh, psychic gain um, by attachment and dependency on matter and thought. Uh, while the positive path goes beyond that, at least here in this dimension, seeking harmony of, of all elements of the self, seven-ray harmony, not simply material gain or psychic power um, directed towards uh, material social. Anyway, in the case of positive orientation, will and desire being service to others, the corresponding polarity is activated, so there is attraction to the polar opposite, meaning negative entities uh, say, oh, look, there's someone, there's a, there's a spiritually oriented person that we can steal from, 
a pneumatic, a vulnerable pneumatic. Let's attack. And so that's why the Gnostics were hated in, in the early days, too. They were, they were, you know, at best, they were true spiritualists, and they were hated by the Hylics and the Psychics. Yes, indeed. In the circumstance of this group, meaning the LNL group, there are three, Don, Jim, Carla, whose wills act as one, Carla being in the central position of fidelity to service. She was the center of the group, in a way, uh, because of being being the, the instrument for the, the contact and the transmission. And this is as it must be, meaning that's just as it's appropriate in this case for the balance of the working or continuance that, that she had that central position was critical or important for the contact to continue. And therefore she was the first target. And Ra also was one-pointed in their intention and their will to serve, uh, as they say, humbly, is of some degree of purity. See how humble they are? They really are. So their will to serve really is quite pure, and their intention is quite one-pointed, and that's intensity of intention, intentional intensity. And that, by the configuration of mind of the L&L group, and Carla in some ways at the center, and Ra and their intention, and their purity ultimately to serve uh, the pneumatic, or not the pneumatic people only, but to serve spiritual evolution, not simply information or making people feel good, but actually transformative uh, core spiritual principles that, that lead to unified transformation of mind-body-spirit, not simply information as, as the psychic in love's or making people feel good, as the Heilig loves. So, their will to serve is some purity. That combination creates this attraction of the polar opposite, meaning the Orion entity. Uh, as I said also, uh, that intensity of intention, or intentional purity, purity of intention in seeking, also, yes indeed, has the potential, and I would say it, it does I, in my understanding, it's not just having the potential, but it is an it 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 leads to an alerting of a great mass of light strength, meaning higher dimensional positive beings, confederation, uh, angelics, and and um, teachers available, specific teachers. This positive light strength also being under free will um, means that the person who's seeking the the uh, relationship with a great mass of light strength, higher dimensional positive sources, needs to invoke them. So there's a difference between sitting in meditation radiating and sitting in meditation with the thought, please help me help myself, or I send love light to all. So um, the, the conscious, the, the use of directed thought in meditation does more than um, no use of directed thought and meditation, uh, just sitting in, in thoughtless samadhi, uh, which is really not exactly what Gautama said because, or encouraged, because for prajna or um, realizations or the four stages of awakening in Buddhism, it is important to be able to use directed thought to um, analyze or see into the nature of phenomena all uh, levels of, of the, the five skanda set, meaning particularly perception and fashioning of thought form, thought feeling, and also consciousness itself. Uh, it is necessary to use directed thought to peer into and um, see beyond the illusory assumptions. Likewise, um, to make use of the already alerted great mass of light strength by that comes out of a one-pointed intention for development really and uh, being of benefit to all beings uh, one needs to invoke that consciously by directed thought and Ra basically said we couldn't I think they mean previously explain this but they, sh they can't guide them or tell them what to do because for them to remain in contact with L and L, they their intention must be as pure and one pointed 
as possible continuing must continue being that way, which includes the highest respect for for the free will of the group. So a meticulous respect for free will is an aspect of high intensity uh, intention uh, for the benefit of all beings. So a purity of desire to serve is associated with a purity serve others or, or positive development. The purity of that intention to be a benefit to all is associated with the purity or intensity of respect for free will. And that's another reason that great teachers don't don't yak yak yak, actually. So I'm yak yak yakking. So I'm not great, huh? So, but the greatest one, the great ones, uh, are sparing in words, because uh, they don't need to say much. Generally, they 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 do work without speaking. Also, they they answer questions without thought, without speech necessarily. You know, they can do they can respond to calling without speaking, even if the person doesn't understand it consciously. But purity of intention and uh, meticulousness and respect for free will go together. And in many ways, uh, by not infringing on uh, one's confusion and letting them, by free will, uh, determine what they need and then seek what they've defined or comprehend that they need, uh, and then integrate to whatever degree they have intensity of seeking to integrate and lo- learn and know, that in the whole process could be called discovering biases, wending our way through experiences, um, fashionings in mind, uh, that are distorted with bias, and uncovering our biases and moving through them to that which is less biased or more holistic or universal or unitive. So very serious you very serious um, answer here at 727 uh, let's go to another ex- very deep response 728 Don asking about the um, ritual effects or effects of ritual on the uh, metaphysical atmosphere and the negatively oriented um, intervention Don says, the negatively oriented entities who contact us and others on this planet are limited by the first distortion, law of free will. They have obviously been limited by the banishing ritual just performed. Could you describe, with respect to free will, how they limit themselves in order to work within the first distortion and how the banishing ritual itself works? So you can see how the questions are moving into... um, an understanding of white magic and metaphysical configuration and positive-negative attraction and psychic attack uh, and how we get closer to the tarot all the time in terms of uh, understanding of magic. Ross said, This query has several portions. Firstly, those of negative polarity do not operate with respect to free will unless it is necessary. They call themselves and will infringe whenever they feel it possible. Secondly, they are limited by the great law of confusion in that, for the most part, they are unable to enter this planetary sphere of influence and are are able to use the windows of time-space distortion only insofar as there is some calling to balance the positive calling. Once they are here, their desire is conquest. Thirdly, In the instance of this instrument's being removed permanently from this space-time, it is necessary to allow the instrument to leave its free, its yellow-ray physical complex of its free will, thus trickery has been attempted. The use of the light forms being generated is such as to cause cause such entities to discover a wall through which they cannot pass. This is due to the energy complexes of the light beings and aspects of the One Infinite Creator invoked and evoked in the building of the Wall of Light. And so, uh, we're getting close to the end of today's reading. Uh, these four paragraphs answer Don's question, 72.8, as to how negative entities are limited by the law of free will how the banishing ritual works and how uh, negative entities uh, 
are limited, how they limit themselves, or how they work within the first distortion law of free will. Uh, first Raw explains that negative entity, those on the negative path, don't operate with respect to free will unless necessary, meaning they do as much as they can do always. What they can't do, they can't do. But whatever they can do that they determine is good to do, they do. They call themselves, which is different than the positive, those on the positive path that wait for the calling. And so again, if you want to be a helper, or you want to use uh, tangible service to other on your positive path, um, you need to wait for the call. But there, it may be that people are calling for help saying they're not denying or rejecting that they may be calling for help unconsciously but uh, be careful about infringing because um, to the to the extent that the server or helper hasn't cleared their emotional blockages in the lower triad one two three and still operate under some low self-esteem value low self-worth issue or want some kind of social gain or admiration or approval or uh, appreciation or want something or anything from anybody else whatsoever in the giving or the helping if you want anything meaning uh, I want you to see me a certain way or much cruder I want your money or I want your devotion or something that wanting is a taking not a giving and obviously um, is an infringement it's a it's not purity of of respect for law of free will or respect for their free will so uh, negative entities call themselves they infringe whenever they feel it's possible but uh, their understanding of infringement is limited because they are limited by um, the law of free will so Ra's really doesn't explain everything here and Don didn't push it further but Ra is saying that the primary limit to their free will to infringe free will is the um, ultimately the quarantine. Ra said they're unable to enter the planetary sphere of influence in general. For the most part, they can't come in. However, sometimes they do. But they do use windows of time-space distortion, meaning astral plane. And you can say that some of the black magic ritual done by Illuminati and occult groups on Earth is to open <clears throat> windows in the astral plane, is to open vortices in time-space, uh, 3D astral, uh, surrounding, interpenetrating the 3D physical space-time, by, and, and by such vortical openings, by the ritual, by black magic activities, they're allowing more negative entities to come on in. There's a massive rise in call for exorcists in the Catholic Church globally. There's a massive rise in possession, negative entity overshadowing, all sorts of negative entity um, penetration or uh, influx to space-time. Not only the astral, but also space-time. Uh, partly because um, of the effect on, on negative calling by dimensional shifting meaning the energy grid approaching the fourth vibrate, the fourth ray, fuller activation of the planet, um, leads to greater intensification of seeking on both paths. For the negative path, those seeking uh, power control domination, calling more intensively to uh, Orion and lower astral plane black magicians and negative entities, bringing them through more. So, uh, once they are here, their desire is conquest. And so, uh, it's a time, it's very important now to uh, guard oneself against distortion. You know, uh, avoid sin, please. Sin just meaning uh, selfishness or service to self. Greed, aggression, and um, avoidance of what's important. Don't avoid what's important. Uh, don't pretend you're not responsible. Um, don't fall into aggression and, and vengeful punishing in word or deed. You hurt yourself the most. Don't fall into self-pitying, grieving, or aggression against yourself or self-hatred. Any, any of those distortions will be amped up more than before 
by the increased presence of negative entities in 3D time-space and 3D space-time. So, to a certain extent, the negative entities are stopped by uh, logoic law of free will. To some extent, they are quite free to operate as they will. However, how they operate is by exploiting our distortions. The one that is blameless and sinless is fully protected. Ross said the greatest protection is love, which means green reactivation, which means uh, virtue, morality, <laughs> ahimsa, harmlessness, uh, critical. There is no prajna or awakening, spiritual realization, uh, without the foundation of shila, shila samadhi prajna, Buddhism. There is no... Uh, there is no, you know, dwelling in the Father's kingdom or realizing the kingdom within, uh, sixth ray, realizing the law of one or the unity of all without love. And so love, fourth ray, equals the clearing of uh, lower triad blockages, one, two, three, which is self-conflict and um, grasping aversion in relation to society and relationships, particularly. Self-conflict uh, psychological distress, uh, self-struggling, and struggling with others to get or to hate, to, to uh, pull in or to kick out. All of that um, becomes a foothold for negative entities to exploit. Then, in the case of Carla, instruments being removed permanently from space-time from this 3D, what, was, what the Orion entity was attempting, it was, it, it had to, the Orion entity had to respect her free will to leave her body of her own free will, meaning couldn't pull her out of body. And so some of what people say about the, the prison planet of the negative uh, control grid around Earth or something, this is uh, garbage, some of this. Negatives do what they can, but they do as much as you allow them to do by uh, neglecting your own wounding, or neglecting harmful tendency, or um, not having purified by love and understanding uh, our own distortions. If we don't do the work to purify distortions, then we've made ourselves triggerable and exploitable. And uh, we are as vulnerable uh, as we neglect to bring love wisdom to our life. And the more neglect, the more vulnerable. And the less neglect, the less vulnerable. So. Uh, trickery is attempted to lure her out of her body because she had to go by her free will. And trickery, too, is uh, effective on those... It's effective to the degree that we neglect discernment. You don't want to be tricked, don't get fooled again, then uh, up, up your discernment. Discernment uh, within and without. Discernment of, um, you know, your own our own responsibility for our mind state and our life circumstance and discernment as to the nature of other beings and their intentions, discernment as to how uh, phenomena or situations came to be, my input, your input, how this came to be, and who you are and what you intend. Someone comes to you, what do they want? Who are they? Do you know their mind? Do you know their intentions? You surely can, but if you don't know you don't know, you won't know. <clears throat> if you don't know, it's important to know their mind, it's important to know their intentions, then you won't necessarily pay attention. So, um, attention directs light, and light reveals. And what's not revealed is that which has not been attended to. Pay attention, and illumine, and reveal, and see, and know, and accept, and, and then base decision on that. If that's not done, then we're walking in the dark. Um, so, God loves you. And now it's raining a bit. So, but it's a, a lovely rain. The green trees love it. So, um, it is very possible to make ourselves light-filled by the intensity of the desire to seek light, which really means love-light, which really means kindness to self and other, and wisdom, right? Just like Yeshua said, uh, harmless as a dove and clever as a snake, discerning and sharp, in seeing, yet heartful and kindly and harmless. Very true, very possible. 
Then, finally, uh, Ra was talking about um, the, I think, the effects of the banishing ritual that was building a wall of light, using light forms, meaning the ritual uh, protocol, to generate a wall of light that uh, the negative entity simply couldn't come through. So white magic ritual does work, if you know how to do it. And this is due, what, what does the work in a successful white magical ritual of protection, or banishing negatives, or protecting? Ra seems to indicate is due to energy complexes of light beings and aspects of the one infinite creator invoked and evoked. So, a white magical ritual evokes or invokes and evokes um, light beings, higher dimensional angelics, and higher dimensional uh, powers that are uh, of beings and of dimensionalities even. Uh, energy complexes of light beings and also aspects of the one infinite creator, aspects of, of logoic will or logoic structure or the nature of intelligent and energy itself is invoked, evoked, uh, generated, brought forth uh, by the ritual in a building of a wall of light very successfully. And then finally for today, 7829, quick answer, Don was asking, said, everything that we experience with respect to this contact, our distortion toward knowledge in order to serve, the Orion entity's distortion toward the attempt to reduce the effectiveness of the service, all of this is a result of the first distortion, law of free will, as I see it, in creating totally free atmosphere for the creator to become more knowledgeable of itself through the interplay of its portions, one with respect to another, is my view correct with respect to what I just said, Ross said, yes. It's very correct. Seems quite excellently, ex finely wrought. Um, everything that we experience in our life and they experience in the contact, their own intention, meaning their distortion toward knowledge in order to serve, or our degree of seeking knowledge and wisdom in order to be and in order to serve or help, and the negative, negative entities of Earth, or the one attacking the group here, seeking to reduce the effectiveness of their service, that too is the result of free will. Uh, the octave itself is a totally free atmosphere in a sense, where the creator in, the, the creator, uh, uh, in infinite form and infinite face and infinite qualities of consciousness, all beings as the one creator, um, have their free will to to see and to decide and to act. Uh, that leads the one to be to know itself better. The interplay of its portions, which is the interplay of its differentiations, they're not really portions, but they're aspects of a single, uh, infinitely faceted diamond, uh, diamond-like jewel of the logos, the octave as a infinitely complex jewel uh, of the Logos and within the octave seven dimensions and all the beings and all the realms and all the mind processes leading to all sorts of decision and activity all under the guidance all uh, allowed by free will which is not much different than the second principle love the enabling principle second law the law of love not the same as fourth ray love that that which you know, um, that which allows an experience of freedom or free will or will. So all beings have an opportunity or the creator in infinite form, in the infinite variety of form of the creator, has the opportunity to, to experience will and will decision freely by the very fact that there, that, that there are octaves of light. And that configuration is born of love. So infinite love leads to the generation of infinite light, which is the basis of energy, which is the basis of the seven rays, or all seven dimensions and all body forms in every octave in all the galaxies. That um, infinity of light and beings is the demonstration of um, the will of the infinite creator 
or the will of God to know itself fully to have an experience of will um, in freedom and so uh, love as the substance of light as the uh, nature of energy fields and octaves and beings basically sentient energy fields uh, beings in the octaves evolving that whole thing is the will of the one and allows the one to experience the, in the infinite variety of its will by um, an infinite range of choices and beings making decision um, making use of light that whole situation is a, is a manifestation of infinite love so next time we'll start at 72.10 and talk more about vital energy and um, it's a kind of solid answer uh, given at 72.10 and the next big response or the second major teaching in the last half of session 72, 72.17 uh, talking about white magic again so, thank you very much for being here. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity, and um, I hope you do too. Please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.